First of all, I want to thank uh, Joe Salerno for putting uh, this panel on as early as he did. Um, if Murray Rothbard would have been on the panel, he would have would have refused to appear uh, because because n nothing happened before 12 o'clock in his life. Um, in my life, things do not start before 10:30 typically. Um, but uh, since I'm not Mary Rothbard, I had to just accept the discipline that was imposed on me. Um, the, the reason why I ended up on the panel is also not quite clear to me, because I'm the only non-lawyer. So I ended up here uh, like the virgin with a child. Uh, <laughs> but I want to use... I want to use the opportunity uh, to make a, a plea for the study of law. Um, you're all probably aware of the fact that Walter Block um, promotes that people should uh, go to graduate school in economics and then become an economics, an economics professor. Now that might be well and good for, for some people. Um, who goes through the painful experience of graduate school in, in economics and who don't mind learning uh, lots of useless things. Um, but there are other alternatives, and I want to briefly say something about another alternative and also give you some historical reasons why I suggest this, this alternative. So I think for many people, especially those who are afraid of the math requirements that are necessary uh, to go through graduate school in economics, that what you should do instead, as an undergraduate, um, take courses in philosophy, um, in, um, uh, in politics and uh, history, uh, and... Um, programs that are offered, for instance, by Oxford, Oxford University. You get a, a broad interdisciplinary uh, education. You take economics classes, uh, but undergraduate economics classes. Economics is far more sober as a discipline uh, on the undergraduate level, especially if you concentrate on, uh, on microeconomics. Um, and um, once you are finished with that, which in this education you can get basically at any type of university, you have to just pick your particular teachers, and you might get away with almost anything that you uh, that you are personally uh, interested. Um, and when you have some solid grounding of elementary economics, then you should go again. This is just a recommendation as an alternative to uh, the block proposal, so to speak. Then you might want to consider um, studying studying law. And economics is extremely helpful when it comes to studying law because microeconomics in particular allows you to predict, so to speak, the effects that various laws and legislation procedures uh, will have. It gives you an automatic advantage as a lawyer uh, as compared to those who had no economics training um, whatso uh, whatsoever. Uh, in addition, whereas 
if you pursue a career in pure economics, um, if you look at the job prospects that you have, they almost do not exist unless you become an academic or you work for the central bank or some major governmental uh, institutions. There is practically no outside market for economists except in academia. Um, whereas, of course, for lawyers, there does exist an outside market, um, and it actually allows you to make a far better salary than would be possible for uh, for regular uh, regular economists. Um, I uh, want to um, make an additional point that this proposal that I uh, advance here um, that we can find, so to speak, historical precedents that go in, this, in a similar direction. Austrian economists, the original Austrian economists, the Austrian Austrian economists, uh, were all trained lawyers. Um, in the Austrian system, in contrast to the German university system, economics was always part of the law faculty. Um, in the German system, economics was always part of the philosophical uh, faculty, uh, and they received an entirely different training. I should mention that the European system does not have undergraduate studies. You be, are automatically a graduate student, um, because the schools that lead up to universities tended to be elitist, elitist schools. So you begin immediately as a graduate uh, graduate student in the United States. Obviously, law is only something that you study after you finished your undergraduate uh, studies. In Austria, this was the other way around. You did law, and then on top of law, you also studied, um, you studied economics. And I want to read you, in order to give you some sort of flair of how the training of Austrian Austrian economists was, uh, I want to read you a quote um, from a book that was published a, f uh, a year ago, so in, in German, by a friend of mine, um, uh, the uh, Vienna School of, of Economics, which has today been posted in English translation in PDF form on, uh, on the Internet. So, and I recommend that book very, very highly. Uh, it deals with the the history of the Austrian school uh, concentrating mainly on the older people, on Karl Menger and all of his students that he had. It would be the perfect complement, in a way, to Guido Hülsmann's biography um, of Mises. It is, so to speak, the book that you should read before you read uh, Hülsmann's biography because it deals heavily, most heavily, with uh, earlier developments. Very interesting historical uh, uh, research that um, uh, was done there. And in this book, um, they say um, that the German economists and the Austrian economists were an entirely different breed of people. They say, for instance, this here. Um, uh, the institutions in which they were trained in Austria as compared to Germany um, determined a different intellectual character and a significantly different scholarly socialization. In order to graduate as an economist in Austria, 
one had to complete a course in law which included a substantial part about the history of law. While working on abstract law terms, uh, terminology analysis, methods of interpretation and their practical applications, above all, students were being coached in analytical thinking, linguistic precision and logic. The major subjects of jurisprudence were oriented toward hermeneutics, which is interpreting of text. Uh, in contrast, at the German universities, um, cameralistics, that was the name that they used frequently at that time uh, for economics, cameralistics was based on a predominantly descriptive empirical approach, which was evident from the encyclopedic breadth of the course alone. Areas of study ranged from farming, agriculture, mining, trade and industry to finance, political science and government accounting. And the course was closely associated both institutionally and methodically with the natural sciences. As far as their intellectual self-conception, career goals, career options, scientific culture and methodological repertoire were concerned, economists trained in Austria and in Germany basically came from two different worlds. The German economists were all members, or most of them, members of the so-called historical school following an empirical, empiricist methodology, collecting data, establishing correlations, and this sort of stuff. All the things that are now dominating, so to speak, the economics profession in the United States and practically everywhere. An entirely different situation for the Austrians who were trained in logical reasoning, the type of method that is featured, of course, most prominently in, in, Mises's, uh, in Mises's human action. And not only this, this, this different uh, type of training that Austrian, Austrian economists received in contrast to German economists uh, also was reflected in the fact that they came from different social backgrounds. So these, uh, Eugen Schulach and his friend who wrote this book, uh, said the establishment of economics at various faculties also resulted in the typical Austrian and German graduate having remarkably different social profiles. Evidence exists showing that law students at the University of Vienna, which comprised about 40% of the empire's total law students, originated largely from the middle and upper classes, that is, high-level civil servants, officers, lawyers, factory owners, businessmen, and so forth. The same can be said of law students as a whole in Germany, that is, those who studied law in Germany. The faculty of philosophy, however, that is where economics was taught in Germany, um, um, attracted, um, attracted primarily members of the lower, of the lower classes. So, Austrian economists, Austrian, Austrian economists, and German economists were a completely different set of, uh, set of people. Again, the purpose of, purpose of my remark, uh, is simply to point out, um, that there do exist promising alternatives if you want to promote the Austro-Libertarian movement. Uh, besides going into a graduate uh, graduate program 
in economics and the program the best alternative that i can see is uh is a law is a law career um building on top of a solid undergraduate training especially in microeconomics which you can get almost anywhere in some sort of decent form and you might want to add, might want to add to this some rigorous training in logic uh, epistemology and fields like this so take a few additional f- uh, philosophy classes and again uh, if you study philosophy it is not that difficult to find particular individuals that teach uh, teach decent uh, de- decent courses, finish your undergraduate stuff, and then go on do something do something different. And what I have to offer now is give you a few examples of people who did it basically like this. Um, some of my former students, Jeff Barr and uh, and Lee Iglodi, uh, who belong to my Las Vegas gang, um, and. Uh, Diana, Diana Forbush, who did not belong to my gang, became later on a member of my gang, so to speak. <laughs> um, but she also comes uh, uh, from Vegas and is, of course, familiar uh, with the Rosebardian tradition. And then finally, we have the complete outsider, uh, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob Hubert, who did this stuff without being advised by me in any way, just on his own bright mind. He came up with the same idea that I think should be somewhat promoted. Thank you so much. And uh, now, the first, uh, yeah. Eugen, uh, Eugen Schulak, uh, and the second name, let me see, I, um, I forgot the name for, for a moment, but Jeff Tucker has put it on, uh, on the website in PDF form today. Um, so you can take a look at, and I, I cannot recommend the book highly, uh, highly enough. It is, it is more an historical type thing. It's not, uh, neither Schulach nor his, uh, the Unterköfler. Um, both of them are not professional economists. Uh, one is a philosopher, one is a historian. Uh, but what they have done in this book is, they went to the archives in in Vienna and have dug out biographical information that has not been known uh, uh, known before. It is beautiful uh, beautiful uh, book in terms of the additional information that we see from it that we did not know before. Uh, they also correct certain observations and um, interpretations of Mises about. Um, uh, the situation in in Vienna. Just to again, I'm going a little bit um, offside here. Um, the reasons, for instance, why Menger resigned from his post in Mises, it sounds like he did this um, because he was just depressed about the world will go down the drain, and and then retired from his post. They make the point that um, Menger was basically forced to resign because he had isolated himself completely uh, because he was a very combative man. Um, and in addition, uh, he had an illegitimate uh, son, the famous mathematician Karl Menger with a K. Um, and uh, having an illegitimate child at that time was considered to be an absolute no-no uh, in, uh, in Vienna. And that forced him basically to retire 
before he needed to uh, needed to retire. And many other things like this where their judgment is somewhat different. Also, they show, for instance, that, that most Austrian economists were, in fact, statists. Uh, they all became very high officials in the Austrian um, in the Austrian government, uh, and only Mises was, so to speak, an exception from this general tendency. And Menger, himself, and to a certain extent, Menger himself. But but all the but all the other was had. And, and, and Menger, uh, there were dozens of people who got their habilitation. That is the, pre, the requirement that you have. Uh, to fulfill in order to become a university professor, uh, many of the people who got their habilitation under uh, Menger, most of them became high-ranking uh, government officials, uh, being responsible for quite ridiculous measures at times. Um, in any case, so the next speaker uh, will be uh, Diana uh, Diana Forbush. Thank you.